0: We saw our verse for the day, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. What does that mean? First of all, what does repentance mean? And secondly, what is the kingdom of heaven, and what does it mean that it's come near? We're going to look at that, and we're going to look at, uh, I'm going to add just a little bit of context to the verse, I'm I'm going to use the verse ahead of it as well, 16 and 17, in Matthew chapter 4, so if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 4. It will be up here behind me, I think it already is, yeah. But we're going to talk about Matthew 4, 16 and 17. What, is, what, what does Jesus say here? What is this about? And we're going to look at this in the way that we've been, that I've been teaching you to, to, to study, and that is, we're going to ask ourselves the so what's. So what does this say about God? So what does this say about me? And so what do I need to do now that I know this about God and myself? And then we're going to look at what, uh, the comfort in, this, in these verses and the challenge in these verses, because, I, because all of Scripture has all of these things. And so I'm hoping that this is becoming second nature to you by now. We've been doing it since the first of the year. So I'm hoping that it's becoming second nature, that when you read Scripture, you ask yourself the so what's, and you look for the comfort and the challenge. So let's read these two verses, Matthew chapter 4, starting at verse 16 and reading through 17. The people who live in darkness have seen a great light, and for those living in the land of the shadow of the death, a light has dawned. From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent, because the kingdom of heaven has come near. So let's first talk about the context here, because actually the context is critical to our understanding of this. The context here is everything that happens before this. John chapter 3, John the Baptist comes on the on the scene. And he's preaching repent for the kingdom of heaven is coming. He's he's preaching that that we need to repent and he's preaching the kingdom of heaven. And then we have Jesus being baptized in chapter 3. And he's baptized and he tells John the Baptist, he tells John the Baptist that That he's being baptized so that all righteousness will be fulfilled. And then, at the beginning of of chapter 4 of Matthew, we have Jesus being led out into the wilderness and tempted. Tempted by Satan out in the wilderness. And then we have, just before this, we have Jesus finding out that John the Baptist has been arrested. He's been arrested for preaching... Repent, the kingdom of God is coming. So that is the context that we find Jesus saying, Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. So the context is critical because the timing of this is critical. All of these things have to happen. Malachi said so. Uh, Ezekiel said so. Isaiah said so. In fact, some of these verses here, are from Isaiah 9 and Isaiah 42. So so we have all of these prophets that have said, all this must happen. And so Jesus says, repent, for the kingdom of God has come near right at the right time. Because all these other things have happened that, that point to him, that tell us who he is. It tells us who John the Baptist is, and it tells us who he is. So the, the timing is critical, the context is critical. So, so what does this say about God? What does this tell us about God? The timing tells us that God is the, our God is the God that keeps his promises. He made promises all the way back in Ezekiel and Isaiah and, and Zechariah. All of these promises are kept in Christ. Our God is the promise-keeping God. Our God is, keeps his promises and shows us that he keeps his promises. We have all of this recorded for us so that we can see that he's kept his promises. The, the context here also tells us Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Christ. Now, Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ means Messiah, so, so he is the Christ because everything happens that must happen to get us to the, to the Messiah, the Christ coming. The timing that we see in the context tells us Jesus is the Christ. We don't need to wait for anybody else. We don't need to wait for, a, for another word from somewhere. We know Jesus is the Christ because of the timing here, because of the context. And the verses also tell us God is present. He is near. Now, the kingdom of heaven is near. Only Matthew uses the term kingdom of heaven. The other gospel writers, they use kingdom of God. But they mean pretty much the same thing. They're they're two terms for the same thing. The kingdom of heaven has come near. How has the kingdom of heaven come near? Jesus is here. God has invaded the the kingdom of the enemy in Jesus. And so the kingdom of heaven is now here and now taking over the kingdom of the enemy. That's how the, the, the kingdom is near. That's it tells us God is near. Now it's not like he has not been near, it's not like he hasn't been with his people through history. There is a time, it's called the intertestamental period, between Malachi and Matthew in your Bible. There's 400 years where God doesn't speak. But now God's speaking again, and He's doing so in the person of His Son. God is near, and He is present, and He is is acting in a whole new way. Uh, Verse 17 says, From then on, Jesus preached so there's a shift you can tell even from the English that there is a shift here God is going to work in a new way from this point there's a change God has invaded human history he has invaded the kingdom of the enemy and we are now we now have the kingdom of heaven near so what does this tell us about us I think it calls us to recognize whether we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven or citizens of the kingdom of the enemy. You know, when, when Jesus is tempted by Satan, Satan tells him, bow down to me and you can have the kingdoms of earth. And Jesus doesn't argue that, that, that Satan has that power. He doesn't argue that. So we are on earth here in the wrong kingdom. We're in the kingdom of the enemy, and so with, with the kingdom of God coming, with the kingdom of God invading the enemy's territory, we have a choice to make. Which kingdom are we going to be citizens of? Are we going to be citizens of the enemy's kingdom, or are we going to be citizens of the kingdom of heaven? I think it calls for us to make that choice. I said last week, and and I'll say it again, you and I are the purpose, the target, and the focus of the gospel. The kingdom of, of heaven comes because Jesus comes. And it comes because God loves you that much. We needed God to reach out to us in Christ. God did not need us. We need him. And so because we need him, we needed him to reach down to us. And he did so in Jesus. He did so when he invaded human history and when he invaded the kingdom of the enemy with the kingdom of heaven. Jesus reaches to us because we needed him to. So, so this tells us we are the target and the focus and, 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 and the purpose of Jesus coming here. Jesus would not need to come if God just wanted us to follow some rules. He could have just given us rules. He did for the Israelites. He could for us. Don't do this stuff. That's what we've made Christianity into. The stuff we don't do. Christianity is about following the right king. Christianity is about being a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, not a citizen of the kingdom of the enemy. So what do we need to do? We need to repent. And we need to understand what time it is. Repenting, first of all, um, we make a big deal out of repenting. And and maybe it's it's because it's not said often enough, but we we make this great big deal out of repenting. Repent Literally, the word means to change one's mind, to change one's resolve, to change one's direction, to adopt another view or another purpose. It means simply to turn from something to something. So repent means we turn from sin to God. Repent means we turn from the the kingdom of the enemy, to the kingdom of heaven. That's all it means. We make a great big deal out of repentance, but it's simply changing direction. It's simply changing your mind and your focus and saying, that's not me, this is me. This is who I am. I am a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. That's what repentance means. And when I say we need to know what time it is, Jesus announces the kingdom of heaven has come near. Now, that means that this invasion into human history has an end point. We uh, we are in what the Bible clearly calls the last days. The time between Jesus coming the first time and Jesus coming back. We just celebrated that in the Lord's Supper. His death for us and His return. That return is closer today than it was yesterday. That return is closer for our generation than the last generation. We need to understand what time it is because we are in the last days. We are in the time where the kingdom of heaven will be victorious over the kingdom of, of the enemy. And the kingdom of the enemy will be no more. That time is coming. And we need, so we need to know what time it is. We need to know that we're in those last days. So let's look at this phrase by phrase. From then on, Jesus began to preach. You know, as I said earlier, there was a, the, 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 this begins Jesus' earthly ministry, but it begins exactly when it needs to because everything that happens up to this had to happen before. Now... There's something in that from then on, there's, there's something about God's timing there. And I think we have a lot of trouble with God's timing. <laughs> I think we tend to have our own set of, of, of times for God. We, we tend to tell God we need something this way by this date. You know, I need, a, I, I need this done, God, and, and you have until here to do it. And I, and I want you to think about John the Baptist in this situation. Do you think John the Baptist would have liked Jesus to be preaching while he was still preaching? I think so. Now, we don't know this from, John, from Scripture. We don't know what John the Baptist was thinking. But we do know that Jesus waits until after the, the arrest of, of John the Baptist to begin preaching exactly what John preached. So I'm thinking if I was John the Baptist, it would have been nice... Jesus, if you'd have started this before I got arrested, right? Would have been nice if you would have been, like, beside me for all of this. But understand, that's John the Baptist's timing. What happens because of God's timing is it, it, it makes the, the emphasis of what John had to preach much greater. Because John the Baptist becomes the spirit of Elijah, the one who Malachi said would come before the messiah he becomes actually greater because of god's timing than he would if if he if jesus would have preached alongside him he would have been just another voice saying the same thing because of god's timing john the baptist became had a greater message and became a greater prophet because jesus waited until after he was arrested because Jesus waited for the point from then on. We, we have to sometimes understand God's timing is different than ours. And his is always right. Always right. I know we, we struggle with that. I struggle with that. But it is God's timing. And we can see right here... Right here in the context of these verses, we can see that the message of John and John, John himself became much greater because of God's timing than it would have been if it was done in John's timing. So then Jesus says, repent, because the kingdom of heaven has come near. Now the grammar, in, the Greek grammar, this is New Testament, originally written in Greek, and, and the Greek grammar actually focuses our attention on the kingdom of heaven. We would probably say it today more like this. The the kingdom of heaven has come near. So repent. We tend to focus the other this the other way. Repent. But the kingdom of heaven is that's not actually how the grammar says it. The grammar gives us the kingdom of heaven as the reason. You know, I don't know about you, but I like to know why I have to do things. You know? when you were in the working world or if you're in the working world or or in school or whatever, you want to know why you have to do this. Jesus gives us the why up front. We repent because the kingdom of heaven has come near. The kingdom of heaven is here. So so let's talk about the kingdom of heaven. How has it come near? It has come near because Jesus is here. It comes near because Jesus brought it not only in timing in human history, but because he's standing there and because he's among us now. The kingdom of heaven has come near because Jesus brought it. He is the king of the kingdom of heaven. And so God invades the kingdom of the enemy. He invades the darkness with light. And the kingdom of heaven has come near. Now that means, since we have the king of the kingdom of heaven within us and amongst us, that means the kingdom of heaven goes where we go. We bring it into the places we shop, the places we eat, the places we work, where we go to school. We take the kingdom of heaven with us because we have the king of the kingdom of heaven within us. And so we take the kingdom of heaven everywhere we go. So the kingdom of heaven has come near because it's in us and it's everywhere we go. So we must repent. Now, as I said earlier, we make a big deal out of this word, repent. What it means is simply to turn from the kingdom of the enemy, to the kingdom of heaven. That's all it means. It's not not even a leap of faith as it's often uh, put out there as a leap of faith. It's not a leap. We can see how history is unfolding here. We can see that what God said he would do, he did, step by step. We're not taking a leap of faith we're taking a step of faith based on the God who keeps his promises and we have proof that he keeps his promises so it's a step of faith it's a step of simply turning from this kingdom the kingdom of the enemy to the kingdom of of heaven the kingdom of Jesus so what's the comfort and the challenge of these verses I think the comfort is that Jesus is the Christ. Our faith is well placed. Our faith is accurately, historically placed. Because Jesus is the Christ. We need not wait for more. We need not wait for another word from somebody else. Jesus is the Christ. And I think that's a comfort. I think also it's a comfort that we are citizens of heaven. We're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. The only reason that we would still be a a slave in the kingdom of the enemy is by our own choice. Our own choice. We simply have to choose. We simply have to say, I don't want that anymore. I am turning to the kingdom of heaven. That's it. That's repentance. That's what we must do as citizens of heaven. We are free in Christ. Free. Under the old system, under the kingdom of the enemy, we are slaves. But we are freed by the king of the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven has come near. The kingdom of heaven is within us and amongst us today. That's the comfort of these verses. The challenge, live like a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Make your choices based upon being a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Who you were cannot hold you if you will turn to who you should be. The kingdom of the enemy cannot hold you if you will turn to the kingdom of heaven. That's what repentance is. That's, that's fulfilling what Jesus said to do here. Repent. Turn. Because the kingdom of heaven has come near. Do You need to take that step of faith I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. You need to take that step of faith today simply to turn from the kingdom of the enemy to the kingdom of heaven. Simply to turn from, from being a slave to sin to being a citizen of heaven. You can make that choice right now. Right where you sit. It's as simple as a prayer and you can just follow along with me in your own words, and say, God, I know that I have sin in my life. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. I've done things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. But I trust that Jesus died on the cross for me to pay my price. I trust that he invaded this kingdom to bring the kingdom of heaven here. And so I ask you to forgive me as i turn from the kingdom of the enemy to the kingdom of heaven if you prayed that prayer for the first time today you need to let somebody know come and let me know elbow your neighbor and let them know maybe this morning as you look back you know christ you know the king but as you look back over the last week or so it's all it's been really about this kingdom your kingdom, not his kingdom. Will you take a moment right now and ask for forgiveness and, and ask him to empower you to live as a citizen of heaven. Father, we thank you for this. your word. We thank you, Father, that you call us to turn stuff of this world to you. Help us to do that. Empower us to do that again and again and again every day, every choice we make. Help us to live as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is. Pastor Jim from Porter Mountain Fellowship. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. These are sermons from our 1030 a.m. service on Sundays. If you're in the neighborhood, stop by. We're on the corner of Porter Mountain Road and Commerce Drive in beautiful Lakeside, Arizona.